Hello, everybody, and welcome to the May 14, 2021 edition of Peaceful Globalist Review. I'm your host, the Peaceful Globalist, Ephraim Josine. And ladies and gentlemen, we have to talk about this. I didn't want to have to talk about this. I was hoping this situation would resolve itself before I had to talk about it. But unfortunately, a 70-year-old conflict doesn't just end because it starts to inconvenience me. And hence why we are talking about the recent situation going on between Israel and Gaza tonight. Ever since May 6th, there have been consistent rocket attacks between both Israel and Gaza, the Gaza Strip being a portion of Palestine sanctioned on the east end, or the west end, sorry, of Israel. Now, there are many things that are jumping off points of this, including Israeli police raiding the third holiest mosque in all of Islam, specifically during prayer meetings for Ramadan, as well as decisions by the Israeli Supreme Court specifically to evict all Palestinians out of the East Jerusalem neighborhood of, and I'm going to butcher this name, Sorkafa Jirah. I butchered that name so badly, I just know it. Now, with I'm just going to tell you all up front, I'm not going to pretend like I know literally everything about the Israel-Palestine conflict, nor am I going to pretend like I know how to solve the conflict. I have yet to hear a single solution that, to put it simply, would actually create any form of peace. Most of them would not. However, I can tell you for sure that the IDF has been very dishonest during these strikes. Here's just a few examples from the IDF's official Twitter account. Yesterday they posted a picture of a boy who was killed by Hamas rockets and said this. This is Idu. He loved the Ninja Turtles, his parents, and life. Yesterday, Idu was killed when a rocket from Gaza struck his home in Israel. He was only six years old. May his memory be a blessing. Now, I have no issue with remembering the fallen, and I agree with you that Hamas is evil. However, what people who point out this example always leave out is the fact that since the start of last week, there have been 27 Palestinian children killed. That, you have to agree, is a bigger number than one. How about this tweet from the same day? Moments ago, IDF jets and aircraft struck Hamas military intelligence offices in Gaza. Before the strike, we warned civilians in the building and allowed sufficient time for them to evacuate the site. We are continuing to strike terror targets in Gaza. Now, as Jon Stewart said many years ago, evacuate to where? Have you fucking seen Gaza? Israel takes up one border, Egypt takes up another... Are they supposed to swim for it? For that matter, let's take a minute and talk about those warnings. Because what Israel typically does is drop a smaller bomb that is supposed to be non-explosive. Here's the issue, though. The 2009 Goldstone Report found that those bombs do still cause civilian damage. Something the Israel government admitted to that same year. And even then, let's take a minute and really talk about that justification. Because Gaza is only slightly bigger than the state of Maryland. Now, I want you to imagine someone bombed Maryland, and then gave the excuse, Well, I dropped a smaller bomb on Maryland that only killed a couple of people. Everyone should have known to leave Maryland. And by leave Maryland, I mean remain in Maryland 
but just be far enough away from the bomb blast. What is... what? You know, maybe Gaza would be bigger if Israel removed some of its settlements. But no, that, that's impossible. You can't ask them to do that. That's anti-Semitic, of course. And by the way, this blaming Hamas for literally everything Israel does wrong has been Israel's tactic for years. Remember a couple of years ago, after the 2018 massacre at the Gaza fence, where Israel sniped tons of Palestinians? How did Israel respond? The IDF posted the video of it to Twitter with the caption, Hamas's use of human shields must stop. As if it's Hamas's fault you killed innocent civilians because they got a little too close to the Gaza fence. By the way, Gaza is still under a blockade. Just want you all to know that. And look, no one denies that Israel has a right to exist and a right to defend itself and that Hamas is a terrorist organization. All three of those things are true. Nor is anyone denying for that matter that there are radicals in Palestinian territories who seek to destroy Israel. And for that matter, no one is demanding Israel negotiate with them. But here's a little fact that you might find interesting. A couple of years ago, Palestine actually submitted a plan to the UN. Well, actually, Jordan had to submit it because Palestine is not considered a state by the UN. Specifically on how the land could be divided up. Their solution wasn't complete eradication of Israel. It was return the borders to what they were in 1967. Which, might I remind you, is still more land for Israel than the UN originally planned to give them. Israel had already started settling outside the UN's original plan within the first two decades of its existence. And Palestine was completely willing to give up that land back. But it was rejected because two of the, one of the biggest allies of Israel is the United States. And the United States also has some of the most power when it comes to the United Nations. Do you know what's something I have not heard anyone in the media, no matter your opinion on this conflict, ask specifically about last week? About the last week's actions done by Israel to Gaza. Why are you doing them? Why are you bombing these areas in Gaza? Is it to take out members of Hamas? If so, well, I don't disagree with that objective, but at the same time, it's very odd that apparently Israel is giving them warning so they can evacuate. Is it to get rid of their rockets? Well, first off, the rockets are horribly ineffective, and even if they weren't, many of them, by the way, end up killing more Palestinians than they do Israelis, but even if they weren't, even if they did have a chance of harming Israel, Israel has an Iron Dome and has had it since 2011 that blocks well over 90% of Hamas's rocket attacks. Hence why, might I add, it's incredibly rare for a Hamas rocket attack to kill an Israeli. They're much more likely to kill other people in Gaza. To put it simply, there is no reason for Israel to take the military actions they have taken, especially considering Israel's the nation that spends the most of its GDP, or percentage of its GDP, I should say, on military, versus an impoverished nation that's under blockade by Israel. You know what this is like? Imagine someone robbed you at gunpoint, okay? And you killed them. Now, you could get in trouble for that legally. What Israel is doing is they were robbed at gunpoint, and so they're killing not just the person who robbed them, 
but the person who robs them is friends and family and everyone they can. That doesn't make you the good guy. You are in the right when it comes to defending yourself. With that said, a lot of this is not self-defense. There's no way around that. Anyway, now it's time for dumbest thing I've ever heard. The bronze goes to David Macito of USA Today for writing this article yesterday. After ousting Liz Cheney, Republicans prove they're a bigger threat than 9-11 hijackers. Uh, how do I put this delicately? Fuck you? Yeah, I think, think that's what I should say. Yeah, I think that's about right for this situation. After 9-11, the leaders, financers, and backers of the terrorists had had their one shot at tearing America down. Their only hope was to hide in caves and pray we wouldn't find them. And, for that matter, hope that, like the leading family of Saudi Arabia was, they were close enough with President Bush to where President Bush would just let them fund 9-11. Or, for that matter, as actually happened in 2006, if they're trying to hypothetically go from Afghanistan to Pakistan, as Osama bin Laden did, that Donald Rumsfeld would get word of it and then ignore it. Yeah, uh, the war on terror was a horrible idea done by horrible people, and I'm mad you're saying otherwise, as well as for your disgusting comparison. I just want you to know that. The runner-up is the New York Times for writing this about the recent air raids that we've seen between Israel and Gaza. More than 76 Palestinians, including 16 children, have died since the start of the conflict on Monday. They, they just died? They, nothing caused it, they just died of natural causes. Compare this to how they talk about Israeli deaths. The rockets fired by Hamas and its Islamist allies, Islamic Jihad, killed at least six Israeli civilians, including a five-year-old boy and one soldier. So, when it's Israeli deaths, you say Hamas rockets killed them. When it's Palestinian deaths, they just kind of dropped dead out of nowhere. But the winner is Isabel Brown, the spokesperson for Torgo Point USA, who said this on Newsmax. The idea of defunding the police would align very quickly with what we saw from the Nazi regime. Yes, because when I think of the Nazis, I think of a group that didn't have enough police. Isabel Brown, you've said the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Anyway, now, those who were listening to the podcast, when Robert Long killed eight people, six of them Asian American, in Georgia, know that... I was very blunt when it came to talking about it. I said it was an act of racism, and I said there was no way around that. I said this man was a white supremacist, I said he was a racist, I said he was a few other things, and I said we should be treating it like such. Now, with that said, I am also opposed to capital punishment. And as such, I was kind of mad when I saw this headline from CNN. 
Fulton County District Attorney will seek death penalty against Atlanta spa shooting suspect. Gotta love the use of the word suspect, by the way, even though he admitted he was the one who shot it up. Now, with that said, this is something that the district attorney of this county in Georgia actually agreed with me on. In until Robert Long came along. As again reported by CNN... Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis, you, you gotta love that name by the way, Fannie Willis, filed notice with the Fulton Superior Court on Tuesday that she plans to seek the death penalty and enhanced hate crime charges against Long in the first test of hate crime laws passed by the Georgia legislator last year. I, along with my staff, made a determination that this office will seek the death penalty, Willis told reporters. Last year, I told the voters of Fulton County that I could not imagine a circumstance where I would seek it. And at the time, I did not. So, let me get this straight, let me get this straight. The same year, the FBI told Congress that white supremacist terrorism was the biggest domestic threat to the U.S., the same year Georgia passed hate crime laws, that same year you thought a white supremacist or racist killing minorities based on their race was impossible. Just wouldn't happen. Just wouldn't happen. You're an idiot. You know that? Unfortunately, a case has arisen in the first few months of my term that I believe warrants the ultimate penalty, she added. Further, we have filed a notice that we will seek sentence enhancement pursuant to Georgia's sentencing enhancement status, commonly referred to as a hate crime statute, based on the race and gender of the victims. Willis said that this is the law's first application in Fulton County and she believes in the state. Willis said she is comfortable with the sentencing decision. I have personally walked the crime scene in this case, she told reporters. I have spent more than six hours with the families involved in this case. Six whole hours? Really? That's like... 40 minutes per victim! Well, she clearly knows what she's talking about. I want her to have the right to choose if I decide whether or not I should be killed or not. Yeah, you ever hear the phrase, uh, the best argument for something is a bad one attempting to go against it? The main reason why I am against the death penalty is because people like this aren't. At least... They say they are, but then they aren't. She ran on being against the death penalty. People elected her on the assumption she was against the death penalty. And then within her first year, she gives someone the death penalty. By the way, can I just go back to the I could never imagine this happening statement real quick. How long was Charles Manson in prison? The white supremacist? who intentionally tried to start a race war? In Norway, Anders Breivik is still in prison, you know, the neo-Nazi who killed 80 children? But no, no. Some racist in Fulton County, Georgia. 
That's impossible. This is ridiculous. This is obviously idiotic. We have reviewed the evidence, and I am comfortable in the decision that this is an appropriate sentence to seek. Yeah, well, I'm not, and neither are your voters, again, considering you specifically ran against this. Wills added, the message that I hope we are sending is, it does not matter your ethnicity, it does not matter what side of the track you come from, it does not matter your wealth, you will be treated as an individual with value. Um, I, I thought the only reason you were seeking this was because of the fact it was a hate crime, in which case the ethnicity would actually matter. You are giving this person a higher sentence because most of his victims were Asian. That's just what words mean. Um, anyway, that's all for tonight. I am Ephraim, and good night.